G'day friends, welcome back. Oh, I got a lot to say about this episode and this show in general, so let's just get into it. So before I say anything else, because we forgot last week, spoiler warning, (laughs) spoiler warning for episode four of Andor and everything that's come before it as well, obviously. Um, I'm going to say something that's going to be a little bit controversial, but I'm really swept away with the quality of this show. Um, This is the best live action Star Wars we've had since the original trilogy. Just bathe in that for a minute. The <clears throat> the prequels have got lots of really great stuff and are continuing to grow on people as we learn to appreciate them more. Um, the Disney era has had, you know, re- really solid stuff. You know, I really like Rogue One. And I really, really like Solo. And I really like um, The Last Jedi. Force Awakens is pretty good as well. Um, we all know how I feel about Rise of Skywalker. And the shows, the shows have been good as well. Mando, I think, is really excellent. Um, Boba Fett was good, but squandered a lot of potential. Same with Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan had amazing moments, but I still felt it squandered a little bit of its potential. We are four episodes into Andor, and this is, it's like an HBO drama. It's what it's like. It's amazing. The quality of the, all of it, of the writing, of the set design, of the costume design, of the acting, of the editing, all of it, all of it is outstanding. And it's been seamlessly slid into the Star Wars universe. It's it's unbelievable the stuff that we're getting. This is, and, and it's stuff that... This isn't fun for the whole family, right? If you're trying to sit down and watch this with your kids, they're going to be bored to fucking death, right? They're talking, they're talking about bloody detention quotas and, and all sorts of shit like that. Like they're talking about, like we've got Stellan Skarsgård dressing up as some sort of art collector, you know, as a just you know, to be able to sneak in and talk to Mon Mothma, and and the, and we've got this group of rebels who are embedded on this mission for five months, just so they like to. Oh man, it's so good. It's so fucking good. So this is episode four, and the show's really gotten going now. So the first three episodes were really all just one tiny little story and and or kills those guys and then the other you know this security force comes after him we meet all his friends and that's about it right 
in this episode, which was the longest of the four episodes so far, shit really got going and is pretty amazing. Uh, we pick up right where we left off. So Cassian and Stellan Skarsgård's character, I should really learn his name, Ruthen, is that it? Um, they've just left Ferrix. They're heading off to wherever they're heading off to. And they, they're basically continuing the conversation they were having before they got into that little firefight. They're still sort of learning about what each, what each other's deal is. Cassian wants to know why he's being recruited, basically. Um, it's a really, really good scene while they're zipping through um, hyperspace. And and Stellan Skarsgård, he's a, he's a great actor. Obviously, he's a brilliant actor, Stellan Skarsgård. I, I cannot believe, I'm blown away by how seamlessly he has just slipped into the Star Wars universe. It's like he's been there forever. His character and the way he's portraying it, it seems so lived in and established. He's interesting. He's he is cool. Like, you want to listen to what he's saying. He's strong. Oh, he's a brilliant character we've only seen for a couple of episodes now um but yeah he, he's he's my favorite so far with what we learned about him and what we've seen him do in this episode i thought it was excellent um part of their conversation is interesting so cassian's asking him like what his deal is he says are you alliance sep gorilla or partisan front so let's break those down so alliance is the Rebel Alliance, obviously. So they are establishing sort of at this point, but people who are against the Empire obviously know who the Rebel Alliance is. Um, and that is who Stellan Skarsgård and this band of people um, in Scotland are. <laughs> uh, and so they filmed all the, all the beautiful green mountains and, and all of that. Um, so they are the Rebel Alliance, but he says Sep, which I assume is the Separatist. So... I don't know if this is like known, but it seems as though the separatists still exist and are still a thing. But now rather than trying to separate from the Republic, they're trying to separate from the Empire, um, which is interesting. It says Gorilla, which is sort of what Saw Guerrero is, um, basically. So still on, on, definitely not on the Empire's side, but really very much doing their own thing um, and really not abiding to the same moral code as the Rebel Alliance. Um, and then he says, partisan front. And I don't know what that is. Partisan, it's something political, obviously. Um, <coughs> we're the Judean people's front. I thought we were popular people's front. <laughs> Little life of Brian joke there. So it's interesting that he, that he rattled off all of those um, as a little, basically a little Easter egg for us to sort of hear those and, and listen. Um, so they have that scene and then we cut to Coruscant. Now we're on Coruscant. First time I've seen it in the show. Um, it's always cool to go back there, but now we're seeing it in the Empire's era. So we, we get this great sequence in the, um, I guess the ISB headquarters. I would say, I think, it, does it, I don't know if the title card says ISB headquarters or it just says ISB. The ISB is the Imperial Security Bureau and it is basically the Empire's FBI, right? It's effectively what it is. They're, they're all about 
security and quotation marks and about sort of like you it like what the guy from game of thrones says later they're about snuffing out germs and things like that before they become a problem basically like you know where like you look at the stormtroopers and stuff that they, they're like they're the army right they're the military of the empire whereas the isb they have they have a you know they have a presence you know they have weapons and soldiers but they are like the FBI or the CIA, they they sort of they they manage things that don't need like you know soldiers on the ground, that sort of thing. Um, and it's 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 an amazing sequence. It's fantastic. The the whole scene. We immediately we get a nice little mention of Ryloth. So Ryloth is where uh, the Twi'leks are from. Um, this is where the Sindula family. Is very active. Charm Sindula is causing a lot of problems. His daughter Hera Sindula at this point is is um, captaining the the ghost in in Rebels. So um, that's a really nice mention. Hopefully, we get sort of more to do with all of that as the show goes on. Um, the guy that's running the whole show, the the guy from Game of Thrones, his name in the, it, the subtitles say that his name is Pargataz, which is a little bit too difficult to say for me so i don't love it <laughs> but he but he's amazing I, i'm i love the writing of his character is fantastic and i'm enjoying him immensely so he um he's sort of getting debriefed by everybody this is, this is an entire round table of all these different officers who run different sectors and whatever and he's uh, like, you know, he's got all this info on his little screen. He's like, okay, what's going on here? What's happening with this planet? What happened here? And he's getting debriefed, right? And this he's, he's getting debriefed by this one guy and he's not happy with his performance. He hasn't filled out his paperwork or whatever the fuck it is. And he asks him, what do we do here? And he catches the guy off guard. He goes, sir? Like, not understanding the question. He goes, he asks him again. He says, what do we do here? And the guy still doesn't quite get it for some reason. He's like, like, what? What? what how do I run my my sector? Like, he's a bit, he's totally lost, and he doesn't get a third chance because then Pargataz just he goes, I'll open the question up to the room, and it's just sassy and it's fast. The dialogue is fast, and it's and it's just real. And oh man, I loved it. That all the bureaucracy is so interesting. They're gonna make these people in the empire real characters with depth like we meet dedra right the the girl who we sort of follow in this side of the episode and we learn that she's sort of ambitious like um khan was who's the, who's the young fellow from that security force who's now been fucking axed along with his mates so we're, we're getting to know and understand and empathize with these characters who are part of the empire which is another thing, which is just such a strength of the show already. It's so good. Um, so yeah, we meet Dedra and we also meet Blevin, um, who is another one of these ISB officers. He's more experienced, he's more senior. Um, and Dedra, it seems, is sort of being a thorn in his side as the episode goes on. Um, we cut back and forth between what's happening with this stuff and what's happening uh, on... I've forgotten the name of the planet. It was the fucking title of the episode. And I probably should have written it in my notes. 
just allow me briefly to open Disney Plus. <laughs> Check. It started. It's like Al. Al oh, fuck. I'm so annoyed that I've forgotten. Where's right there? It is. Andor. Let's make this snappy. Let's make this snappy. Uh, Aldani. Thank you. So we're cutting back to Aldani to Scotland. We're cutting back and forth. Um, they've landed now. Um, Stellan is still sort of trying to convince Cassian. I called him Stellan. Like it's his fucking character's name. Stellan Skarsgård. Ruthen is trying to convince Cassian um, still to really join up. He's going to pay a heap of money. And he gives him this trinket of enormous importance to him. There's a down payment, he says. And it's a kyber crystal, which is cool. Um, so I like that. And then the the woman who's in charge of this little operation that they're on Aldani for, Vel, comes down the mountain. Um, and, she, and he has to convince her, basically, to let Cassian come along um, and, and be part of the group and... And help them and, and, and all of this. Um, I think with almost complete certainty that it is going to turn out that Vel is Ruthen's daughter. Um, that's the vibe that I got. How, how, how well they knew each other in this sort of dynamic. That's the vibe that I got. Um, I, I love the whole setup of this group of people. Right? So she says they've been there for five months. Right? Isn't it like... It, it feels so realistic, everything that's happening. When you get like a movie that's got to do a heist, and that's what they're doing. They're, they're doing a heist. They're able to prepare for the heist in, it seems, like a couple of hours, right? You'll often see. What I love is that they've been entrenched, not entrenched, but they've been camped out near this base that they want to rob, Right for five months because they got a they've they've got this guy who's on the inside who's part of their team, but they need to map out the entire facility. They need to know, you know, the 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 guard schedules. They need to know how many guards are gonna be there. They need to have intricately planned every aspect of this heist they need to pull off so that they survive. They have to wait for this lunar event. Not this lunar event, this um, cosmic event, kind of. It's like this enormous... They explain at the end of the episode, it's called The Eye, I think. Um, it'll be that that ending of the of the um, trailer, the main trailer for the show, with all, with all the amazing shit, the meteor shower happening in the sky. It's the last shot in the main trailer for the show. That'll be what we see next week. Um, but they, they're waiting for that to happen so they can use it as, as cover so they can escape. So it, it's it's taken an enormous amount of effort and planning. Um, like they've learnt the local language so that they can be part of their cover and, and all this stuff. And that just felt so real. And I really, really appreciated... I've, I've appreciated enormously the writing and the world building. Right? Star Wars is already a really, really established world. But this era between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope that we have had plenty of content in. Solo, Rebels, Rogue One, Obi-Wan, right? We've had heaps of shit. But we still don't know much at all, really, about what was going on. So the more in-depth that we're able to go, and, and I think this is why they've greenlit, first of all, a 12-episode season, 
for a show that when it was announced, no one gave a shit about. Andor, who gives a fuck about Andor? No one's favorite character from from Rogue One. Whoop de doo, you know. Um, they gave it twelve episodes off the bat, not even like an eight episode first season to see if people like it. Disney have trusted, which I'm just still amazed by. We talked about this last week with the boys. I'm amazed that they've gone. So tell us what you want to do, right? You want to make it, you know, a really mature drama around, you know, the sort of political intrigue and, and, and building up the rebel alliance in this era. Okay. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a slower burn. It's going to be dialogue heavy. That sounds excellent. We, we gave Mando eight episodes for its first two seasons you're going to have 12 off the bat. Like, it's crazy. And they're already doing 12 more for season two, which is just, it's so exciting. And they're not short either. Like, the one this week was 40 to 45 minutes, which is excellent. Um, yeah, I'm just so happy that they've done this and they're going to see the rewards. The, the critical reception of this assuming it sort of maintains its current trajectory in terms of quality, the critical and fan reception of this is going to be glowing. Telling you right now, people are going to appreciate this. Fans appreciate being respected, right? We don't need everything to be spelled out. We don't need loads of exposition. We don't need a bloody action scene every three minutes. We don't need a five kilometer per hour Vespa race. Okay. We can have an entire episode that's got no action in it. Oh, my goodness. And it's and it's all dialogue and it's a lot of new characters and it's a lot of you know bureaucratic jargon. And we're gonna like it because we've never had this in Star Wars before. And it is interesting to adults, right? Adults find this sort of stuff interesting. When all we've had before is the total opposite, right? It's so great. Oh, man. Um, we, we get a scene where um, the, this, I don't know if we have a name for this little sort of security, this private security. I don't even call them private security. They're like private police. Those guys that were, you know, working for the Empire, we get a scene where they basically get given their marching orders, right? So the um, Blevin ducks over from Coruscant. He's like, you guys are fucking out. You're done, right? You fucked this up about as bad, about as badly as you possibly could have. You're done, right? So we might not see um, the, the, you know, the heavy set Scottish guy again, which is a shame. <laughs> um but that was a good scene. I love when he like raises his hand, like he wants to ask a question and Blevin just goes, you fucking kidding me. That's <laughs> so good. It's so good. And even that, just like they're talking about reading reports and all, and all that. And it's, to, to what is normally Star Wars's average fan, like just a casual viewer, that is going to be dog shit boring. Right, but for people who are really into it all, it's going to be fascinating to me. I find it absolutely fascinating. Um, so I'm really glad to have been so respected. Um, 
so so captain or commander whatever his name is khan the the young ambitious fellow um he's got to pack it up he he goes home he's from coruscant as well he goes home and he sees his mum and we don't get much of him in this episode we basically just get him being really devastated and having to go home so we'll sort of get more to do with him as the you know season goes on i hope um but yeah he's in a bad place at the moment maybe he'll try and get a gig at the empire who knows maybe he'll bump into ruthen while he's on coruscant that'd be bad um oh i'm such a fucking idiot it's not ruthen it's a luthan please forgive me there's a lot of new characters in the show and i i have got his name written down here as ruthen because i'm a fucking idiot it is luthan i won't make that mistake again um let's talk about luthan's cover on Coruscant this, as this like art dealer, collector, whatever he is. I love it to pieces. I love it. So he leaves Cassian and, and all that to happen. Um, and then he goes back to Coruscant because he's got to meet with Mon Mothma. He's got to engage. He's got to get funds from th- these people in the Senate who are working with the Rebel Alliance. Um, he's on his ship and he's getting dressed up. He's got to put all this fake jewelry on. He's got his wig and he's got his clothes and he's, he's doing a bit of practicing of like his, oh, his fake smile. Oh, hi, nice to see you. And I fucking loved it. I loved it. Stellan Skarsgård is an absolute monster. He's a fucking beast of an actor and he kills this role so much already. He's amazing. Um, and I love the whole idea. So he's, he, he pretends to be this art collector or whatever so that... The VIPs who are really working with him in the Rebel Alliance um, have a, have a you know a reasonable reason to go and talk to him. They want to go buy something like Mon Mothma goes down under the guise of buying something for her husband, you know, so, which which I thought was fantastic. Um, we get a really really great sequence where they sort of you know duck out the back to have a private conversation about what's going on. He needs. Uh, more of he needs more money he needs more of her senate money and she's like i don't know if i can get it it's, you know they're really clamping down on me and it's really really interesting um i love genevieve o'reilly i love her i love her as mon mothma what a fucking killer casting decision that was made all the way back in revenge of the sith right and i think she's going to be really really excellent in this show, just the vibe I got from the trailer and from this episode. Um, I think she's going to be awesome. And, and her, the, the costume design for her, that outfit that she had on just looked awesome. It, it looked like it looked different to anything we'd seen senators wear in the Republic. It looked like the empire had put their flair into the Senate, which I thought was really cool. And I love how crisp and white everything was like in the ISB in Mon Mothra's home. I just love the, the aesthetic of everything. Um, so that was cool. I really like how her, the little shuttle, the little ship that she takes down to um, his art gallery or whatever you'd call it. It looks like a car. <laughs> it looks like a like a Bentley or whatever. I just thought that was cool. And she has like a driver. So it makes sense that her ship looks like a car. I just thought it looked a lot like a car <laughs> for Star Wars. I was like, that's a car. What's going on here? <laughs> um, so that was cool. Um, what else have I got here? 
Oh, yeah. So while she's talking to Luthen, I feel like such a dickhead for getting his name wrong for like most of the episode. Um, while while she's talking to Luthen, uh, she's like, yeah, they got the they got the clamps on me, but I think I have someone who's going to help. And we don't know who that is yet. I I don't know if like I assume it's Bail Organa because he's still a senator. So like him and Mon Mothma are like in the same position doing the same thing for the Rebel Alliance. But we don't know, I think, I think we don't know if at this point they are aware of each other's activities or whether they're doing their own thing independently, right? So maybe they've had a conversation where they've realized that they're on the same team, doing the same thing, and now they can work together and this is who she's talking about. Um, Because he, you know, he would also have a lot of funds and can help with things like this. So that might be who she's talking about. I would assume it is. Um, cool to see Jimmy Smith's come back. Um, but she also might be talking about someone else. Might be another new character. Um, it might be somebody else that we know. I don't know who, if it is someone else that we know and it's not Bail Organa, I don't know who it could be. I don't, it's not going to be like a Jedi or someone like that. It's, it'll be someone who is part of the Rebel Alliance, but can, has like a good cover story, um, it could be someone from Rebels. Um, yeah, I'd, I'm really thinking hard here. I don't know who it could be outside of Bail Organa or a new character. So either way, I thought that was interesting. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed the entire exchange between the two of them there. And I cannot wait to get more from, from her. She goes back to her house. She's got a lot of bonsais going on. Um, her husband's a bit of an asshole. He's having a dinner party with all of her political rivals, which is just great. <laughs> Fuck. Um, he, he's like, she's like, don't sit them next to me. He's like, oh, I haven't. You're at the other end of the table with all the boring people. They're going to sit with me because they're fun. Um, I don't know whether he and her are like, you know, not happy at all together or they are happy and he's just a bit of a dick and he just wants to have fun because she's been too busy being a senator and like a rebel leader um it'll be cool to get more of their dynamic and more of their relationship i'll find that really interesting because i thought the whole exchange was really it was it was strange it was like it was it was quite courteous and quite strained it was odd. Like she gets home. She's like, hi, how are you going? What's all this? Oh, we have din-. like, you know, she forgot about the dinner that had been planned, um, which is whatever. But then it's like, oh, he's invited all of his buddies who all fucking hate her. So, you know, that'll be an awkward dinner. Yeah, but she's sort of like, haha, well played. Like she brushes it off. Like she's a good sport. Like she isn't really bothered by it. But then she spins back around again. And then she says that a bit about don't sit them next to me. Don't do this again. Like the tone shifts back and forth. And I found it really, really hard to read where their relationship is at. Um, so I'm keen to get more of that. I thought that whole exchange was really interesting. Really, really interesting. And yeah, I fucking love the look of their house, apartment, whatever. Everything's so crisp. My God, everything was crisp. Everything in this whole show is fucking crisp. My goodness me. Crisp city. Oh, anyway. Um, yeah, then we're, then we're back on Aldani 
and we're learning about their sort of plan. They're talking to Cassian about it. The the group has barely accepted him. So that they've been there, like getting ready for this for almost half a year. The six of them, and then this last this guy shows up at the eleventh hour. He's like, "I'm going to be an equal part of the team." They're like, "Do we trust you?" Blah, blah, blah. So that was kind of interesting. He's met the whole crew now. Um, there's that kid from that one episode of. Black Mirror, which was, I don't know the actor's name, and he's been in other things, but that's what I know him from. Um, so that was cool to see him there. And, and the girl, Vel, who runs it, is the, the really mean girl from Game of Thrones that Arya has to deal with for like a season or whatever. Um, but yeah, they're going through their plan, and he's like, this isn't going to work. The getaway isn't going to work. Then they tell him about this celestial event, that happens once every three years on this planet. It's quite beautiful. Um, I had this thought for a second because they're like, oh, there's there's thousands of natives to this planet. They're, they're going to come to this area to watch this event happen. We haven't seen any of the natives yet and we don't know anything about them. And, and I just thought this for a second. It won't be true because it doesn't make sense, but I thought, wouldn't this be cool if they'd set this up in a way that could have allowed this to be Yoda's home planet, which was, which is still a mystery. Yodi, Yodi, Yoda and Grogu's home planet. That would have been cool, but that doesn't make sense. Cause they're like, you know, Cassian and the gang are like deciding just what the fuck is going on with my mouth, uh, disguising themselves as shepherds. So obviously the, the people who live on this planet are human. Um, but yeah, the, the, the heist episode next week is going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be really, really cool. Um, and that's sort of the end of the episode. There's another scene in there where, where, um, buddy Blevin and Dedra are whinging to Game of Thrones, but lots of Game of Thrones actors in this, a bit of Harry Potter in there. Um, that's basically the cast. You're, you're either from Harry Potter, or you're from Game of Thrones. There's a lot of, we from Chernobyl. <laughs> There's a lot of, um, both of all three in the show so far. Um, there's another scene where they're talking, where, where Game of Thrones man, I should learn that actor's name because he's a good actor. Um, where they're like, oh, like basically she's trying to fucking copy my homework. <laughs> is basically what it is. Um, why do I, why have I, I'm having deja vu. I'm having deja vu. Do we, have we, has this scene been known about in Andor for a long time? I'm just having crazy deja vu. I feel like a couple of years ago they released like a bit of information about the show or about a scene. I'm having crazy deja vu about that comment that I just made about someone stealing someone else's homework that's so weird um that was so strange that was a really weird thing that just happened in my brain um but yeah she's like oh he that that box thing that Cassian had it was stolen from my jurisdiction and and he's like yeah but now it's in now it was a part of a crime that happened in my jurisdiction they're like nah 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 so they're gonna be sort of rivals and Game of Thrones man comes in, he's like, shut up, you two. Um, you know, you are you you haven't done this right, but you have done this right, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're you're 
quarterly reports in your detention quotas and so and so. I thought the term detention quotas was interesting. That means that they have quotas about how many people they're arresting. So that was kind of interesting. I just, uh, all this stuff around the empire is the best stuff we've had in a long time. I love Jedi and I love the force. I love all that, but I love this too. Give me, give me like, I don't even know what you'd call this. It's it's not unlike West Wing, really. The sort the sort of detail that we're going into about the minutia of this government body. Ah, oh, it's so fucking interesting. Let me know what you guys are thinking about the show so far. I'm th- I think it's fucking fantastic. Um, I'm liking all the characters. I'm liking all these things that are happening. It looks beautiful. It's written brilliantly. It is. It. Oh, I'm. I. I. I like the volume a lot, but man, it's refreshing to be back out in the real world. Like all the all the shooting in Scotland that they've done is beautiful. That town that they were in on Ferrix for the previous three episodes, that was an entire set. That wasn't like little bits of sets cut together and filled out with VFX. That was an entire town that they built. Like, since before COVID, we haven't been able to do anything like this. So, man, it's so special for this to be, you know, happening the way it's happening. And we're a third of the way through. So, this is episode four, third of the way through. Um, so, yeah, God, I cannot wait for the rest. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Thanks for listening. Remember to like and subscribe and then review and comment and share and whatever. All that other cool stuff. And yeah, let me know what you think about the about the show so far. Are you bored to death? Are you fucking over it already? Do you want to see more lightsabers? Do you want to hear someone say, may the force be with you? <laughs> Or, or are you just, or do you want to know even more about the paperwork and the bureaucracy of the empire? I definitely do. All right. I'll catch you guys next time. Bye.